Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. This week, I'm again talking with two people from the Holt Prize: Colin Porter Harris and Shimon Bilecki. The Holt Prize, as in H-U-L-T, Holt, is the world's largest student competition for the good of society. It is an annual year-long competition that gets ideas from MBA and college students to solve pressing social issues surrounding food security, education, water access, energy, etc., etc. If you recall, prior to last week, I had talked to Impact. As an IMPCT, a team made up of students from the IMBA program at Taiwan's National Zhengzhi University, who won the Holt Prize in 2015. Just when I was hoping to understand more about the Holt Prize, Colum and Shimon came along. So Colum is the global director of the Holt Prize Foundation and is between London and Shanghai, and Shimon is the community director for Taiwan. Today we're going to hear. From them, some stories of past recipients of the Holt Prize. So, can we talk about some of these examples? Like, for example, you said last year the theme was about refugees. Okay, so the problem that they were looking at was transportation services. If you imagine, if you don't have transportation. Um, it's very hard to even go to the school or go to the hospital or to go to anywhere that would essentially help you. They were looking into women based in Pakistan and the fact that they just don't have any access to transportation, so they'd have to walk everywhere, and、yeah. it's unsafe, of course. And so they came up with essentially something a little bit like Uber,、okay. like a carpooling、uh, service, but based on rickshaws, and it was a tailored model just for women. Um, and they're called Roshni rides, and so、okay. it's a, a Roshni ride, and and you you're essentially、um, creating a smart grid system on taking women to services such as hospitals, education, or places of work via a rickshaw network. So is that happening already? Yes,、oh. yes. So, so the, the whole prize teams,、uh, things move very fast. <laughs> you know, you do you get you got the money right away, so you can get started. <laughs> right, but they've done so much before they even had the money. Oh,、um, okay. So, so the plan was already all fixed on blueprint and everything, right? Well,、yeah. They had rickshaws and they were already、oh, they taking people around、oh. and generating revenues and. But of course, you've got to demonstrate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it, so it's really like first is ideas. What what's your idea to this problem that we've put out there? But if you want to differentiate yourself, you need to start prototyping or or being on the ground, and then gathering real data, improving all of those ideas and assumptions that you had. And so that's generally what happens. The winning teams, drawing back to impact again, the year they won, the year I lost,、yeah. um, they actually had built their whole school during that summer. So they raised the money, they built the school, they they were. Proving the model of building an early childhood education center in a low-income community.、Uh, where、um, did it build that first school? It wasn't in.、Taiwan. It was in Latin America. It was、okay. maybe El Salvador. I think. Okay. Don't、yeah. quote me on that, though. <laughs> okay. Well, of course, that's convincing, right? I mean, you should do a prototype first. I mean, people need to see something to believe it. Shimon, maybe this is a question for you. You know this. Concept of social enterprise, I think, is very new. At least I know it's very new to me.、Mm-hmm. What What is social enterprising? 
Well, so social enterprise is uh, basically a business that also helps. So if we look at, uh, there are two sides of a spectrum. There is an NGO and there is a corporation. One earns money, one helps. Uh, so social enterprise is somewhere in between. So it both generates income for, for the founders, for the employees, for the people involved and helps solve some issue. We are all familiar with, uh, for example, corporate social responsibility. Uh, each oh, yeah. major corporation has it. But the difference is uh, in a social enterprise, the whole business model is based on helping. Uh, whilst in a corporate social responsibility, it's just a part of the business operation. So social enterprise is a, a company that focuses on helping throughout business. They, they change lives and earn money. Well, that's very clearly explained. Mm -hmm. So thanks. Yeah, I know about this corporate, corporate, yeah, corporate social, social responsibility. responsibilities. Yeah, that that makes sense. When you said that, you know, I can understand why corporations or enterprises are willing to do something like that. But actually expanding it into a business itself mm -hmm. and really helping the society. Mm -hmm. So you don't think of it being just, oh, I just want to make money. You don't think that way. You know, it's not an average kind of company, right? Mm -hmm. So how is um, setting up this Taiwan community, how has it been going? And how has Taiwanese people been accepting social enterprising or even Holt Prize? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure now more and more people, you've been here four years, mm -hmm. and more and more people are getting to know what Holt Prize is. How has Taiwan received Holt Prize or this concept so far? Well, uh, it's, it's receiving it very well. You can see it very clearly from the number of, uh, numbers of school participating. So last year we had just uh, NCCU and TKU. Just those two schools are uh, held in, at event. This year we have eight. That's a four times growth in one year. Uh, so you can see that people are interested in social enterprise. For the NCCU, which has the strongest base uh, here in Taiwan for Hall Price, uh, their numbers are also growing in a really impressive way. So for example, for the opening event this year, uh, they had over 150 participants. Uh, so that's, uh, I guess, students here in Taiwan just want to do something, not only earn money, and uh, Halprice is a perfect platform for this kind of stuff. What about the companies that these students approach mm -hmm. with their ideas? How are Taiwanese companies taking this? People are interested here to help. There are also certain, let's say, uh, startup organizations here in Taiwan that are also very willing to help uh, the, the teams from the universities. Impact Hub, for example. Honestly, people... You can't be honest. Yeah, I, I, of course. I'm not entirely sure how Taiwanese corporations are taking the whole idea of a social enterprise because we're still fresh here in Taiwan. But I know that the way people receive the existing social enterprises uh, is very positive. For example, Impact. They are, well, they're say they're, a good job. Yeah, the, the feedback from the society is very good. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. I think the sensitive part is when, when it comes down to money. Mm -hmm. I mean, even social enterprises, they need money to start off whatever they're doing. And mm -hmm. it's, it's actually good for society. So that's a very sensitive issue. How, how have you seen this in Asia? You know, I'm sure that culture-wise, there's a big difference too. You know, if you're approaching a Western company or mm -hmm. a UK company or, or even like a Mexican company or whatever. But approaching Taiwan, I mean, do you guys feel a sense of like, you know, it's just something about culture? Shanghai too. I mean, we're talking about Asians. 
in, in terms of giving money away. Well, I think it's good to look at it in two halves. What does a social enterprise actually need and want? Personally, I really look at social enterprises as they're just serving an underserved market. Yes, it, it's doing good, but it's really they're building economies and it's a business opportunity by definition. Then you got to look at what do you need from a corporation? Ne- necessarily money from a corporation doesn't make much sense quite often. Corporations are much more valuable because of the knowledge they have or some kind of technology they have or their resources, let's say. There's a whole sector called impact investing where there's investors looking for companies of this definition because the people that are giving them money have said, look, I understand charities, but I don't necessarily want to give money to charities and I, and I don't want to just invest in the stock market. I want to put a bit of my money towards doing well, but also getting a return because I want things to be sustainable. And that sector by far, especially in Asia, and, and I can talk a lot more in depth about Shanghai, has just a pure drought of good for-profit, for-good companies. So if you're, if you're an entrepreneur and you do come up with an idea, there's access to capital because there's the, the limited number of great projects out there. And, and that, that's been a big shift. You know, so we were talking, where does social enterprise come from? It's becoming very mainstream in the last, say, like three, four, five years. But it's really been around for a lot longer. The definition is really coming from around the 60s, 70s. But anyone that essentially goes to a developing nation or a, un, a low-income place and starts doing business can almost always class themselves as a social enterprise. Yeah, you're right. Um, social enterprise actually helps eventually with the economy. Mm-hmm. So you're doing good for the people. The people are happy. Then they'll work harder. And that helps the economy, right? And by definition, if you can sell anything to somebody or you can make something with somebody, most likely you help them. I mean, why else would they do it, right? The value you provided was greater than the price they paid. And so that's interesting when we look at education. So for example, education in low-income countries, some people, some listeners maybe think, oh, it's a bit taboo to try and sell education to somebody that's like living in poverty. Now on the flip side, if you could actually sell that education, that means unless you tricked them, and let's assume we didn't trick them, they thought that there was value in that education and that they were willing to pay for it because they believe it's going to bring them back more returns in the future. And that's a very economist way of looking at it, so to speak, on how you're developing or building an economy. You guys just mentioned something about charities, charities versus social enterprise. I mean, you can just think that just give some money to charity and then feel good about yourself thinking, oh, mm. I did something good today. But actually, and I'm thinking back on how Impact explained, the way they set up their coffee shop is there's no seats, no tables, because they want people when they come in to buy the coffee, they want to explain to them what the money is going to. Mm-hmm. Have a and, conversation. Yeah, have a conversation. And, and actually, everybody drinks coffee. And you can say, I drink coffee every day, so it doesn't make a difference to me mm. um, by buying this cup of coffee. But the thing is that Oh, so the money for this cup of coffee is actually going to go, you know, buy a brick and then build a school somewhere yep. that's needed. That's the difference, right? Also, the key on their model, and I don't know how much they went into ah. it, is, is that that school itself is sustainable. So it's not just uh, giving away a school or giving away a brick. You're actually investing into a real school. Right. That's it. Yeah. Investing. That's it. 
and actually they can even see the progress of how the school is being built. Yeah, 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 and and then that if that school is sustainable, and when we say sustainable, like it, it generates enough revenues to continue servicing the community, then you know you have long term impact, long term investment. You invest exactly. in something good. Yeah, exactly, and that I think that's a big difference. I mean. I always like to make contrast. You look at, say, I'm from England. It's a very developed country, or America, or Taiwan. Why is it developed? You know, because we have these economic infrastructures, products, services. You know, we were able to pay for a taxi to come here. But if we couldn't pay for that transportation, maybe we wouldn't be in the interview station today, trying to inspire other people to get involved. <laughs> right. And it's the same for the women in Pakistan. If they couldn't pay for the rickshaw service. Then they couldn't get to go to work, and then they couldn't get money to be able to pay for education right. or to pay for the hospitals, and so that's the key changer. There is to say, all right, if they can pay for my rickshaw service, my rickshaw service becomes sustainable. The reason they can pay for it is because it enables them to actually increase their income because they can get to get to work now reliably. I think I finally got a really good explanation of what sustainable is, <laughs> sustainable development is. <laughs> That that's a good one. Great. Now I get the picture. All right. Well, good luck to both of you. I think you guys are doing great. Now that I got to know more about the Halt Prize, if I could verbally mm -hmm. encourage people to participate <laughs> in it. <laughs> so, but um, but before we say goodbye, though, mm -hmm. I do want to ask you guys questions about Taiwan because, after all, Shimon, you've been mm -hmm. in town for four years, and actually, um, Callum, you have been here in and out of Taiwan a few times. So let me ask you: What's the first thing you think of when I say a place to bring your best friend to in Taiwan? Be specific, mm -hmm. Shimon. I live in Tanshui and I consider it a really good uh, area. So Tanshui Old Street is it's a must go. That's friends. right. Yes, Tanshui Old Street. Um, it's pretty much up north of here and uh, right to the Pacific Ocean. It's got this old street where it's just selling all these local eateries and mm -hmm. little knickknacks and whatnot. The river flows right out to the Pacific Ocean. It's a great place to go to. That's I right. know I love that place. So, Colm, it looks like you've never been to that place, have you? No, I'm waiting to go. I'm I like, know, Simon, the, where are we going? <laughs> from the expression on your face. Well, what about you, Colm? Right, well, I'm trying to think where did the impact team take me when I arrived. Taiwan is just full of these really cool, like, coffee shops. Just exploring, just walking around here. Is is pretty fun to be honest. <laughs> well, thank you, Shimon, and thank you, Callum, and good luck with everything. I hope to hear great news every year from you guys. Awesome, we'll prize. keep you updated. All thank right. you so much, Shelley. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you.